Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Long Distance Work Life Podcast, where we try to help you make sense of, survive, thrive, and otherwise keep the weasels at bay in remote and hybrid work. With me is my co-pilot, Marissa Eikenberry. Hi, Marissa. Hi, everybody. And my name is Wayne Tremell, and this is one of those Marissa Has Question episodes that I just love because I never know what's rattling around in her her skull, Uh, but I know that she always has really great questions and she keeps her ear to the ground and she asks them on your behalf and I try desperately to provide uh, the best answers we can. So Marissa, what's uh, what's on your brain today? Yeah, so today I thought we could talk about mandatory office days. I know it's been a big topic lately. I know some companies are trying to do it successfully or unsuccessfully to be determined. Um, But I thought we could talk about that today. So what do you think? Do we have to? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Mandatory anything is going to elicit that question. Of course. Yeah, so I guess... Let's start with what is the idea behind it? What are managers and leaders really trying to accomplish by doing this? Okay, I am going to provide the generous answer first. Okay. In a perfect world, managers, organizations understand the value of physical proximity to creativity, innovation, information sharing, culture building, And they know, or at least they believe in their heart of hearts, that being together physically positively impacts all of those things. It's how you create a culture. The hallway conversations are so incredibly valuable. Right. When they are valuable. Yes. Um, You know, so it's an attempt to deal with the reality of it's not easy to get to the office every day. People don't want to do it. There's really no need to do it every day. And there are certain times when it adds value. So in a perfect world, it's all about let's create those situations where that interaction innovation can happen. And then, you know, when people aren't in the office, they can do the other work that they need to do. That's the generous. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That presumes that you have looked at what's right for the business, what makes the most sense, and you've come up with some balance. You say, yes, this is optimally how our business is going to work. And that all seems perfectly reasonable. It seems perfectly reasonable. Uh, Mandatory office days really, though, uh, are often motivated by, as a leader... I'm struggling. Okay. Talking to people, making sure that things are happening the way they're supposed to do. Um, you know, I want to see people in their ne- in their environment. Natural <laughs> environment. You behavior. almost said it. <laughs> I, I do. I, it's it's sometimes very uh, National Geographic uh, <laughs> when you're surveying the landscape. Um, you know, I, I don't believe that my people will interact, create relationships and do those things unless we create these artificial structures that 
help that happen. And some of it is good old presenteeism. Okay. So it sounds like it's kind of a matter of control and maybe a little bit of micromanaging. Am I wrong? It depends on the organization. Okay. It's like anything else, right? In a perfect world, it's this, for the business, it's the correct balance of interaction and letting people take control of their time, which creates these great outcomes. On the lower end, it is a valid excuse for my micromanagement, my refusing to acknowledge the way things work, uh, my inability to shift our business model to a truly flexible, asynchronous environment. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, and what happens with a lot of this is, well, we're going to mandate three days a week because if we mandate four or five, the peasants will revolt. <laughs> right. And so this is, I can get three days of honest work out of these people without looking like I'm trying to impinge on their lives too much. You almost seem benevolent in that way. <laughs> I am not, you know, and, and you can tell when it's being done benevolently because the three days are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're letting people decide what they want to do with their Mondays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> Yeah, as opposed to, I know I've seen some others where it's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or some weird combination thereof. Well, but it's what makes the most sense, right? When do your clients need to be uh, serviced? Being in the office on Friday makes sense if Monday morning you need to be loaded for bear to help your customers do what they need to do. Right. That makes sense. Right? There's nothing magical yes. about a Monday or a Friday except psychologically. Right. So it boils down to why are we demanding that people be in the office and what does that mean? Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I've seen rumblings of this here and there on LinkedIn that there's um, conspiracy is not really the right word. But and then people are wondering, is this just another way to ease people back into being in the office full time? And is that also why sometimes we're pushing back against it a little bit? <sighs> I frustrate. I'm asking I the tough questions, Wayne. <laughs> you are. And, and the challenge with answering it is that it is so totally subjective. It varies so wildly depending on the business, the organization, and all of those things. Um, I mean, there is a certain logic that says, if you ask people, would you rather work at home or never go into the office again? And that's how you frame the question. Mm -hmm. You may as well shut your doors. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you ask people, do you want to go to an office every day and never, ever have the option to work from home? You're probably not going to get a lot of love there. Of course. Everything else kind of fits on the sliding scale. And it fits on the sliding scale as a worker my willingness to go into the office depends on a few things. Number one is, does my job depend on it? <laughs> right. Right? If you tell me, no, you have to be in the office or your paycheck will stop. Then I guess you're going into the office. At least for a while, I'm going to comply because I like that paycheck coming in. Um, if you give me...
me a really compelling reason why what is going to happen when I'm in the office that does not happen. This is the big thing about mandated mm -hmm. office days is we know that working from home is better for certain kinds of tasks. If I want to be left alone, if I have a to-do list and I just need to check stuff off my list, I am way better working at home when I can be physically comfortable. I don't have to fight a commute so that I'm in a crappy mood before I even start my day. Um, you there's know, no all weird of office those, noises. There's no weird office noises. Bob, you know, will just quit talking about the Raiders for 10 minutes, you know, whatever it is. So what happens when we are in the office that doesn't happen when we are there? And the problem with mandating anything is that very often there are days when I need to get these tasks done. Of course. But no, yeah. it's Tuesday and boss says I have to be in the office so I'm not getting the stuff done, but I'm not getting sufficient value for the time out of my life that I've invested going into the office. This is the right. thing. What happens when we are in the office that is of sufficient value that people are willing to do it? Yeah. And, and before we go too far, I do want to mention the caveat too, that like, because being that we are, you know, talking about remote work as much as we are, like, we are not anti-office. Like, I am a hybrid employee. I go into the office twice a week. Like, we are not anti-office. We are pro-remote, which are two very different things. Well, and basically, I'm even more than that. I'm just pro-getting the work done. That too. <laughs> pro-productivity. What is required to create the product, the service, the whatever it is our company does? Right. Um, the problem with mandated workdays is it has unintended consequences. Let me give you one. Okay. Uh, we have office space for 100 people. Okay. And they're all working from home. So we're paying, you know. Yeah, for an empty building. Dollars a square feet for an empty building. So we have 100 employees. But we're mandating they have to be in the office three days. Well, mathematically, let's say Wednesday. Mm -hmm. we're going to have 90 people in the office. We can't shrink our footprint. We can't pay for less space mm -hmm. because we need room for 90 people to actually get their work done. Of course. So the idea of, well, if we let people work from home and work elsewhere, we can save money on real estate. We can shrink our footprint. We can um, maybe make more efficient use of our space. Makes sense, except we've got this mandate that one day a week we're going to be bursting at the seams and people aren't even going to find a desk to work at. Right. <laughs> yeah, what is it, that hot desking now or something? The same desk what? is used by oh, multiple people? It's hysterical. It's hysterical. Hot desking makes perfect sense. It says there are 50 desks here mm -hmm. in this cubicle space. Okay. Whatever you decide to come in, grab a desk. Okay, fair. You have a place for your computer. You're all plugged in. You've got whatever you need. Um, and maybe you're on this side of the room on Tuesday and on Thursday, you're on this side of the room. And can I tell you something? It <laughs> makes people crazy. Okay. They are so territorial. If you don't believe me, walk into any church on a Sunday morning, a church that you don't go to. Okay. And sit in someone's pew. 
I will say even in college, I had specific desks that I would sit in. We do. We and get it was incredibly weird. territorial. And so hot desking, hoteling, whatever right. cute we work term you want to use for it. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not necessarily the simple solution that everybody thinks it is. Psychologically, we have been trained. You go to work and you have your desk and you have your space and it's close to the coffee pot or it's near the window or it's away from Bob or whatever the explanation is. <laughs> right. We like our routines. We like knowing we like our what routine. things are going to be. And so here's the thing. If I like a routine, but I'm going into the office and there isn't a routine, it's actually kind of upsetting and weird. Now, if I go into the office, but I don't need a routine because I've got a meeting as soon as I get there and I'm having lunch with somebody else over here and I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm less concerned about where my stuff is. Fair. Than if I have to sit there and work all day. Right. That's fair. The other thing is if I'm going into work and I hang my coat over my chair and I sit there and I try to shut everybody out and I do my work and I get up at the end of the day and I get my coat and I go home. Right. I have probably not been terribly successful getting my tasks done. Right. And I haven't really added value to what's happening in the office space. So, so why was I mandated to go in? Exactly. Why were you there at all? So this is, as we think about mandate work spots, the, the question doesn't start with, do we want them in two or three days a week? Okay. The question needs to be, on the days when they come into the office, what does their work look like? Right. And how is that different than when, if, if you tell me, I'll be in meetings all day Wednesday, mm -hmm. but that means Friday, I don't have to be on four Zoom calls. Right. I'm, there. I'm in. <laughs> I'll open the doors on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me too. And, and since you were in Chicago when we did this, like you wouldn't have, um, been to any of these. But for some of us that lived in Indiana, we used to have like, you know, team days in the office, Indiana day, whatever you want to call it. And everybody who worked at the Kevin Eikenberry group that lived in Indiana all came on one specific day. And we even, Kevin even had a conversation with us. Like, don't plan on doing a bunch of calls that day because there's going to be too much going on. There's too much noise. There's too many people. Like the idea was to have meetings that you've been meaning to have anyway, or to work out a problem that, you know, I really need to talk to Guy because I don't understand how to do this particular thing. And it's going to be so much easier if I can just show him in person. Well, and and that still happened. I was three and a half hours away. Yeah, I think I you came to one car. or two. I, I came to a couple of them because I could hop in the car and do that. I Absolutely. couldn't do that every day. I couldn't do that every week. Of course. But once a month, once a quarter, I'll do that because there's sufficient value right? in that. It really goes back to companies, people, managers, teams need to understand what is the work that needs to be done, the tasks, the collaboration, the information sharing, all of that stuff. What are the tasks that need to be done in order for us to be successful? 
right? For our business to be successful, to satisfy our clients, to put out new products, to seamlessly produce whatever it is we produce, what are the things that need to be done? Yes. And once you understand the work that needs to be done, mm -hmm. you can figure out what are the things that have to happen what are the things that would be nice to happen? What are the things that you don't care if they happen? And what are the things that you don't ever want to happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> then you can figure out, oh, you know what? We really need uh, two, two days a week. And there may be a third day depending on, is it end of the month? Is it tax time? Is it right? Whatever. The work needs to be somewhat flexible. The thing about the mandates is it should be tied to the work that needs to be done, not to the paperwork that needs to be done. Yes. Right? It should not be tied to, I want to make sure Marissa is working. Because think about it. The more you mandate in the office, the more you restrict who you can hire. Right. Because you... Geographic. And hire from outside of a geographic area based on that. I will drive further or take a longer train ride one or two days a week than I would five. Right. Right. That totally makes sense. So the minute you mandate, right, you still have to pay for real estate. You still have to pay for desks and IT and all mm -hmm. of that good stuff. So mandating seems to solve one set of problems. Right. And it creates another. As with all work. Yes. It should start with what is the job that needs to be done? What? Then you figure out how. Right. If you start with the how, you're going to create. Now, here's the thing. The minute you decide this is how this works, and it should be done in consultation. Right. Because there are people who say the manager should decide the people, you know, the employees should decide. Right. That way, there life, may man, not be if, one right if answer. You give me, if you give me the choice. Yeah. Right. I'm going to pay you the same and you don't ever have to set foot in the office. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you gave me the choice. Yeah, I saw a tweet today that said something along the lines of like, if you give the employees the choice, they may say, oh, well, nobody comes into the office on Tuesday. So that's the office day I'm going to be here because nobody's here <laughs> and they want to get their stuff done. Yeah. Now, most people, I'm generalizing. Here of course. Again. Most people are somewhat reasonable. And right. they understand, it's like I said in the last episode, you know, my old man used to, when I complained about work, my old man always say, well, they call it work for a living. You don't always get what you want. You, of course. Sometimes there are things now, yes, you know, pain is inevitable. Misery is optional. Right. Um, I would prefer to not go in at all. Mm -hmm. But a couple of days a week, it makes sense. I'm getting value for my time. That's what makes the most sense. Most people are good with that. Are you going to get people who vote with their feet? Yes. Are those the people that would thrive in the environment anyway? Possibly not. Mm -hmm. right? right? A lot of companies are panicked about turnover, and yet they complain about the people they have working for them. <laughs> mm. 
right? So some of this will help select who your workforce is going to be. You want people who are going, you, and when you hire, you're going to want to hire people who understand this dynamic and are willing to work within it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't say, hey, it's a remote job, but you have to come in two days a week and expect, you know, not to only get people in that geographic area. And it's going to depend on the job that needs to be done. It's going to depend on who are you servicing. It's going to depend, interestingly enough, new hires and uh, college graduates and people new to the workplace want to be in the workplace more often than not. Right. We've talked about this in a separate episode. It's it's this misconception, those darn Gen Zs with their rock and roll and their <laughs> Elvis. Yeah, the um, same thing has been said for hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, depending on where you are in your career, depending on the job that you need to be done. I mean, Elon Musk took a lot of grief and said, no, we are a manufacturing company. Well, you know what? If you've got people on the floor... And they mm-hmm. need access to parts. Right. Might make sense to have somebody in the office. They could walk over and go, hey, we need 37 new Fluver valves. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I need mean, a flux that, capacitor. <laughs> can can or, or ordering be done remotely? Sure it can. There makes some sense of to course. have some physical proximity to some of that. Um to say that everybody all the time, no exceptions, yeah, needs to be there. Well, that's a legitimate choice to make. Right. Understanding you are going to have a lot of really good people who aren't going to want to work there. Right. You are going to have people vote with their feet. You are going to get a lot of people who like that structure and are familiar with it. Maybe... Certainly, you are restricted geographically to who you can hire. So, if you're looking for the best brains and the most innovative folks, you know, yeah, it's now just the ones in those areas. Try to find somebody within 20 miles of Reno, uh, you know, to work in your plan. You go, Mm -hmm. there is nothing 20 miles outside of Reno. I mean, you have restricted (laughs) yourself. Right. So, you know, to get to your original question, Mm -hmm. which is, are mandated workdays a good thing or a bad thing? The answer is they can be either. Okay. But everything has to go back to what is the job that needs to be done and is getting together going to optimize our getting that work done. So it all starts with what and then you figure out how. Absolutely. Great answer. Thank you so much for answering that question for us. I hope our listeners got a lot out of it. And listeners, thank you so much for listening to the Long Distance Work Life. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any future episodes. While you're there, be sure to like and review. That helps our show reach more teammates and leaders just like you. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes. And let us know you listen to the episode or even suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. And lastly, if you'd like to gain greater confidence with your virtual team, sign up for our Demystifying Remote Leadership video series at longdistanceworklife.com forward slash video. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down.